morning, everyone. This is Dr. Joy C. Johnson with Designing Your Life in the Word. Good morning. Good morning. Today, I want to talk to you about something that has been on my mind for a minute, and I realized it was for me. It was God's message for me. So now I want to discuss it a little bit with you. And what it is, is covenant relationship with God. Is it relational or is it religious or is it both? Now, we all know what a covenant is. Biblically biblically speaking, a covenant is usually a formal, somewhat solemn and binding agreement. Not somewhat, but very solemn because anything between God and man is a solemn oath. Okay, so the covenant uh, definition is found in 2 Corinthians. Uh, I'm going to use verse 9 and 10. But he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore will I boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power, the power of Christ, may rest upon me. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, uh, he is strong, okay? Then I am strong, it says. Now, the other scripture I want to read is Hebrews 8 and 10 to see how the covenant plays out and what it's for. It says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. This is God speaking. And those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Now, relative, you know, I like to do relativity so that it makes sense for everyday issues in everyday life or else what's the point but anyway um relational or religious okay in the beginning I would say that the weight for me was more heavily toward relationship but as I lived and learned which is what we're supposed to do live and learn grow you know help other people with the things you've learned. What I've learned is that the covenant is one of the most precious gifts that God has given us. Friendship. Do you have a good friend, a a great marriage, uh, a great job where the people get along in unity? Well, unity requires love. The covenant is because of love. So looking at things around me, some things that I had been experiencing, then I had to look at why so many things were happening with me. I had to go back. And so I had to, I said, let me renew my covenant relationship with God. And so I've been doing that for about a year or more to help to understand the, not only things in my life, but in the world around me. 
you know, we, we hear wars and rumors of wars. We see so much that is not of the will of God. Therefore, there's no love in a lot of life today. But with that being said, a lot of issues come about because of strife and anger and jealousy and all the things that we don't want. We're getting So I said, well, okay, let me renew my covenant and see, you know, where I've gone off the mark. Because I spoke to you about loyalty a few days ago. When you're loyal to God, he's loyal to you. When you're loyal to the covenant that God has set up with us, then he's faithful to it. He never goes off the mark. When we're not faithful, he is. But there's also grace to come back to it. And in a relational covenant, you uh, it's creating me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Psalms 51 and 10. This too requires love. Okay. Um, Ezekiel, I think it is 36 and 26 in the ESV version, says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit. I will put it within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Now, to me, that says in this world, well, sometimes you can find people can be really harsh, unloving, unkind. And I like to check myself before I wreck myself to see if I'm like that and if I was in any instance, why. But let me switch over to... uh, religion. The meaning for religion, the the oldest, the, the entomological definition of religion says to thwart, it means to thwart, to bind, to control. Now, if you look at that from a godly point of view, he thwarts nothing but sin and wrong action, wrong deeds. Uh, the law is given to you to control how we react with one another here to keep us in check. Um, In religion and relationship, there's a a major difference. Relationship involves love. for For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Religion initially does not involve love. Religion is the teaching of the laws and the doctrines of God. It teaches you to study, to show yourself approved, regardless of what denomination you are, okay? And the difference is that, is that once you, well, I won't say the difference, but the thing about that is this, relative to love. When a person has been, quote unquote, a singer, living their life, a sinner, living their lives the way they want to, God is not in it anywhere for any reason, okay? But that's why Christ came, to save us from ourselves, actually. You know, so, but when they start to seek God after they've crashed and burned or come to the end of it and start reading the scripture and start seeing the results of relationship with God, not just knowing the law and the thou shall nots, but actually living what it says. And to me, that's, and that's also what leads you to love. But to me, that's just a small little subtle 
disjoint in your total relationship with God. Because when you love God from the inside out, where the Holy Spirit dwells, you will treat your fellow man well. You will follow the law of God. Because Christ says, why callest thou me Lord if you don't do what I say? And so I, I, my concern has been for a couple of years, and I check myself before I wreck myself. Let me reiterate that. But I like to teach from a perspective that is good for the whole. So you can't just teach in an outer way with your finger pointed outward. You have to teach in a way where you've learned something too to make it valid, to help your fellow man and those you come in contact with, those you preach and teach to, to be able to overcome the issues of their lives because that's what drives people away. But that is why the Holy Spirit is within because he helps He always has tissues for our issues. He always has a way to dry our tears. He always has a way to bring us out of things we've gotten ourselves in. And we can trust it. We have faith in it because it's inside. And it's a feeling. It's a knowing. It's a discerning. And when you follow it, you have victory all the time. Sometimes ASAP. Not all the time, but sometimes. He knows who you are and he teaches you who you are in him to know that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you now what happens with religion I heard a person a speaker I won't call the name very well known say he gave a a for instance with a woman at a seminar he had And she was extremely rude, extremely egregious, extremely judgmental throughout the whole conference, you know, interruptive everything. And because he was teaching uh, about God from a different perspective than she had heard. She was in there rebuking him, telling him he wasn't of God, he wasn't this, and he's the devil, and he's that, and he's not this. And she never really knew the man. But she came because she had heard of him. But when she got there, it wasn't God by rote. It wasn't God uh, because I carry a Bible and I can quote scripture. It went into a deeper level of teaching and consciousness and awareness and relationship with God. But because she, a religious lady, who could quote every scripture, you know, was there to beat the church door down and beat anybody down in the church that didn't follow the law as she saw they should follow not respecting another person's, well, God's other servants who walk it the way they do. But he said this to her, I wouldn't serve a God that would let you talk to me the way you are. I wouldn't serve a God as full as of that much hate. What good is knowing those scriptures when there's no love in your heart? So that's why I... I'm sort of leery about religious people 
because they walk around with a, a chastening rod in their hand all the time. But they obviously don't know the God of love. He's not going to beat you down, you know, with the word of God. The word of God is to lift you up. It's a mirror so that when you see what you're doing, and if it's not pleasing to God, you can turn the other way. This is why Psalms uh, 53 and 30 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Within me. So... When I see all of this, it makes me go back to the drawing board. Because if you're in something, you're a part of it some kind of way, and you're contributing an energy, a force to it, of who you are, why you are, who God is in you. Now, let me say this to you, too. You know, sometimes when people who are religious don't understand another servant of God's walk, when that person has taken time to do deeper study with the Holy Spirit leading and guiding is on a different level. Not, I did not say better. I did not say better because we're all servants of God. We're all vessels of something, gold, silver, wood, whatever. We're vessels and we're on a journey on which no no one ever really arrives because in this life you will grow until the day you you die if you're wise but i find in today's world that when you take the time to do what god is telling you to do you can get a lot of backlash a lot someone gave me a prophecy the other day and the first one was okay cuz god had also told me the same thing But God says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the word is established, right? So when they came back a couple hours later with another one, hey, that's not me. You know, why do people perceive confidence in God, religious people, perceive conscious confidence in Christ, faith in God, faith in yourself? Because you've studied to show yourself approved. You've grown and you're not even seeing yourself the way they do. But because they're uncomfortable, religious people, with your growth. Uncomfortable with your light. Uncomfortable with the experiences that you've had since you knew them that made you grow, caused you to grow. This is my problem with religious people. And, you know, I I had a luncheon the other day and uh, we were talking and um, someone ran into the friend that I have who invited me, but they were friends and had parted. So (laughs) the minute uh, she walked up to us, she said, oh, girl, how are you? Oh, my God, I wanted to invite you, but I didn't know where you were. So, girl, how have you been? I miss you and all of that. How many know we were on the way out waiting for the car? She didn't see us because there were a lot of people. We were somewhat in back of her. And she said, you know, I couldn't stand her. I was just being nice because God said be nice to her. I I never liked her. She always thought she was more than me. This is a woman who was the head of everything in her church knew every scripture. So it sort of grieved me in a sense that this is why millennials, younger people, older people as well, don't go to church. 
You know, so basically what I'm saying is this. We have a covenant with God that is based on love. You need both relationship and you do need to study yourself, study to show yourself approved. So it's really both religion and relationship. Religion boils down to the denomination that you're in. So yes, you do have to conform to the rules of that or you shouldn't have joined it. So whatever they do, if they go to church Saturday or Sunday, you follow suit. If they say this is that and you agree to it, then yeah, you, or you shouldn't be there because that can be disruptive to uh, the entire church, to the pastor, for sure. So covenant, it is your strength. Covenant is your protection from enemies. Covenant is your guide in life because the Holy Spirit leads and guides. Covenant means that you believe Christ is the life, the truth, the light, the truth, and the way. Covenant gives you strength when you're weak. Covenant covers you when you have issues all in your tissues and you've been crying using up all the tissue you know, to get yourself straight when you can just turn to God, but you got to want to let it go. So covenant, especially in this day and age where everything is so reality showed, you know, I'm going to put on this face and be that for the public so I can get the approval of men. But when you are in covenant with God, you simply flow in who you are who God is developing you to be, to be that person who has been tried and tested to that person who has been in the, uh, who has been the silver that is tried, who comes out looking like Christ. That's what this is all about. So when you find your life going a certain way, it usually means God is trying to get you to grow. I know that's what it was for me. So you, I went back and renewed my contract to see what I agreed to in the word of God and then to see where I was off because God is never off, people. He is never wrong. Am I forgiving or unforgiving? If I'm unforgiving, I'm breaking the contract. Am I loving and kind and compassionate? If I'm not, and that with wisdom, I'm breaking the contract. He never breaks it. He stands there, waits for you. So I've gone way over my time. So just wanted to share that with you. You know, when you want your life renewed, when you uh, want to be a better person, when you want to live as a child of God from the heart, with love, with compassion, when you want to live in peace and harmony with others, in the earth realm, which is where we are, then go back and renew your contract and see, review and renew your contract in order to redesign your life. Because with designing your life, it hinges on covenant. With designing your life, it hinges on the fact that the word is written in your heart. So when you've lost the form of your real design, It's like when you gain weight, you simply lose the unwanted weight. 
So when you're redesigning your life according to the covenant promises of the Almighty, you will be able to trim the excess weight, the weight of unforgiveness, the weight of jealousy, the weight of hatred, the weight of self-doubt, the weight of lack of faith and confidence, the weight of not having enough finances, whatever you can name. When you review that covenant, I'm promising you, when you review the covenant, y'all, when you go back and say, Father, what must I do to get back in line with you? He will tell you. And that's my little offering for today, my reasonable sacrifice. And I pray that someone got something out of it. So, excuse me, just to end with a little prayer this morning. Lord, I thank you for your covenant promises that are yes and amen. Lord, we adore you, God, because your presence is always here. We're the ones that stray. So I'm praying for us when we stray in our humanness. I pray that we will serve you from the inside out where the Holy Spirit dwells in us and guides us and keeps us. I pray that we can represent you and the covenant as ambassadors for Christ. I pray that we allow the promises of the covenant to be yes and amen because yes, they are. Believe, when we believe, I thank you, Lord, we do receive. So these things and other things I adore you for and thank you for. Amen. And everyone have a wonderful weekend because what you believe, you actually do receive. Receive what you already have. But if you don't know you have it, when you forget your covenant gifts, you walk in lack of something. So I thank you. I thank everyone for your wonderful, uh, kind words for inboxing me. I thank you for those who are praying for me and designing your life. And I can tell y'all, I feel your prayers and they're working. So God bless you as you have blessed me. And when I say I love you, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I love you as God loves, as with the love of God that's in me to love you with. So I thank you and have a wonderful weekend, which I know you will. But check out that covenant for yourself and see what you already have and just do what it says. Talk to you next time. Thank you.